0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Kyle Conkeel, back with another episode of the Just STFU podcast. Before we get started, I just want to let you guys know, for the month of March, I am the official co-host of the Rareform Radio podcast with my buddy, Dan Cleary. Now, you can find that podcast on the same spot, so you can find my podcast. So please tune in, hang out with us. Ask Dan some questions and some other fun stuff. But, anyways, I'm not going to blab too much. This was a super fun episode. So, please check out my conversation with Aaron (laughs) Brook.
1: So how, how was your day? My day so far was all right. I, uh, you know, woke up this morning, took the little guy to school, had a
0: chiropractor appointment today, so that's always good. What now? How often? Because I know you are the king of bad backs.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of going through a little bit of an issue right now. Um, so uh, this is. Uh, so last week I had to go twice and then i i went once this week i'll go once again next week try and get trying to get my situation under control so i'm not like i was the last time but you know we're we're slowly getting there slowly getting there was it the same problem as before so this time it's actually my left side instead of my right side which i'll uh i'll take i guess yeah this the last time was i mean you remember what that tour was like i was i was
0: absolutely crippled and uh we're not there this time so that's good so uh the last time that like the main problems with your back has been on the right side is it is it like that that's still that like l5 area or yeah five so, i guess
1: yeah. well no it's uh so i have a herniated disc at uh l5 s1 so that was uh that was kind of that was playing with my sciatic nerve a little bit and just made it impossible to
0: stand up or sit down or lay down or do anything it was terrible yeah i have a i have a mild bulging disc in the same exact area i think i told you the last time the last time i last time i hurt my back
1: oh yeah it's from it's from just years of standing on stage with poor posture holding an instrument that weighs nine million pounds and you know, moving ways your body's not supposed to when you're holding something that weighs that much. And eventually it catches up to you, you know, plus a completely misspent youth of bikes and skateboards
0: and all that other stuff. I I didn't realize how much of a common injury the L5 S1 area is. And most people have some sort of uh, bulge or some sort of I guess it'd be more some sort of bulge in that area, and they and they don't even know it. Oh
1: yeah, it's a it's a super super common, and like uh, you know,
0: degenerative disc disorder is another thing that's like super super common. I know that. I think Mike Kruger from Nickelback. I think he actually got his fused. That's. I mean, that's entirely possible. That's what I'm
1: trying. So, for me, if if I'm not able to deal with it through therapy, which I, I have been, uh, I have been able to in the past and I'm pretty confident that we're going to be just fine this time as well. But like the next logical step would be like, uh, it's like a micro and that's basically where they just go into your, they go in there and they shave off the part of the disc that's protruding. Mm. Um, and then like from there, then you're like looking into, fusion and stuff like that uh, right. so which for some for some people that like changes their life you know and it's and they're it makes them perfectly fine and they're able to go about what they're doing but if you heard it again which knowing me I'm definitely gonna hurt it again because yeah. I'm just because I'm dumb like that but <laughs> I it just happens man yeah. so then you're trying to heal scar tissue instead of regular tissue and scar tissue does just doesn't heal. So you're in a, you know, you put yourself in a, in a bad spot to start the healing process.
0: Jesus. that's So we're trying to avoid, so we're trying to avoid that. Yeah. Now my listeners can't see, but I can, there's, you got some like some sick alienware stuff going on behind you. Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. So, uh, One of the cool things during the, uh, during the downtime is I started streaming on Twitch, just like a whole bunch of other people. Um, but I have, uh, my, my good friends at Alienware, I have a partnership with them. So they have, they were like, well, you're going to be home. So you better, if you're going to stream, you better have all this stuff to stream. So I have all this amazing Alienware gear. That's super awesome. And I I could not be happier about it all. And then, yeah, I have like, I got some basses in the background and stuff. Yeah, there's a better,
0: I see a better mousetrap. Yeah. Hook hook scroll there. Yep.
1: There's a better mousetrap back there. There's a PRS guitar. And then, um,
0: and then blue bass is back there too. Yeah. So that is a good, that's a great sounding bass, by the way. That is, it's the hand of the Lord. i will say uh um because i had to i had to have uh matt Kiefer work work on my on my on my better mousetrap and uh he did an incredible job it's it's back to sounding I maybe even better than before i got it well that's but, cool uh, yeah and then uh i remember the last time you and i had a conversation on the phone we were talking about bases and i'm not sure if i if i filled you in on uh on some of the the newer stuff that i've that i've gotten but uh one of those was a, was a Music Man Stingray. It was the Stingray special Yeah, and, yeah, uh, with the double humbuckers. And it's, it, it is definitely one of those, those bases that just, yeah. for no rhyme or reason is one of the most amazing sounding basses yep, You just played. pick it, you just pick it up and plug it in. You're like, where'd that come from?
1: <laughs> uh, and it's uh, that one. Yeah. That's that blue bass is my first Stingray that I ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was before breaking Benjamin. Um, it was actually a B stock that they had, and uh, and Derek, my guy who is uh, who like took it, who is like my my AR guy at uh, Music Man, was like, "Well, we have this. There's only a couple of them that were made because it's the first like roasted maple necks that they made, and it's mm. a it's a Ball Family Reserve, and they made like a limited run." for guitar center. And that one for reasons I still can't find on it was a B stock. Um, So it's like, yeah, I'll take that. That sounds good. (laughs) And it showed up and he's like, well, it's kind of like this sparkle blue color. I'm like, I don't really give a shit. I don't, I don't care. Just send it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was, and that bass is, all of the bass on Dark Before Dawn is that.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Now I remember when we first started touring together. Um, God, I'm 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 such an idiot because I forgot the the newest record that you guys came out with, Ember. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: we have uh, we have Aurora was the acoustic album that came out after that that we didn't really get to do anything on because the world shut down. But
0: yeah, that's a later conversation. <laughs> the, so, the album Ember, because I remember you told me that you recorded it, it. You recorded every song on that three different ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I went, I like the first pass, I just kind of went through and followed all of the guitar parts and just played the guitar parts. And then the second pass, I went through. And I just kind of, and that was where I started like adding in movement and fills and doing like a bunch of different options for different, for different parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, I played every song slapped with
0: different fills (laughs) and different stuff. So, yeah. And then they kind of just, whatever, whatever was was liked or <laughs> and then
1: uh, yeah so then we kind of sat down and uh yeah me Ben and uh, John Bender the guy who engineered the record we were uh, we sat down and we just kind of listened through every part we were like, okay, that goes there that goes there. Most of the riffs on the album we ended up using the slapped take for because it just sounded like aggressive and like there. Yeah. It's like what it was supposed to be.
0: So how does that translate in a live situation where you're going back and forth between like, you know, saying like finger style or pick style or slap style? Like, do you kind of just do you play it so it's a little bit easier to deal with live or do you try to do I've, it as much to the record as possible? I have I have learned how to transition from
1: slapping to like palming the pick in my hand and like getting that back in my fingers and Mm -hmm. so i'll like swap if there if there is a swap between like pick style and slap then i'll transition from uh, from slap to a pick or if there's you know fingers then i'll just like obviously go from slap
0: to to finger style because i know my my transition isn't as smooth but it's kind of been like part of i guess my signature playing style where if I'm transitioning from pick to slap, I usually will have a slide-in on the part before, and I put the pick in my teeth, and then I slap and then reverse. Yeah, uh, I also have a move where I'll kind of... uh,
1: So I'll fret the note with my left hand, and my bases are set up so that I can pretty much... Like, if I fret the note, it will sound pretty much by its basis i i'm real like a lot of people are like oh yeah I like high action and i like to dig in mm-mm, like that they're, they're like dig it i'm like no i want that to play itself like i don't yeah. I you know so i'll like i'll just like fret the neck the next note and that note will play and i'll take the pick and kind of take it from like my fingers and just kind of put it in my palm and then have and hold it and kind of hold on to it with my ring finger and my pinky
0: because
1: mm. there's a lot of uh, a lot of the slap stuff has uh thump and double pluck in it ah so for like fills and stuff i have to pluck with my my pointer finger and my middle finger um or uh from time to time if i have a second um I'm afraid that if I like try to put the, I'm real clumsy. Like I'm super, I'm so, I'm so clumsy. I'm going to put a pick in my mouth while I'm breathing in. I'm going to try and inhale the pick. I'm going to choke on a pick on stage and die. That's what's going to happen to me. That's what's going to happen to me. So I'm trying to not do that. Yeah. So I have to figure out ways that are like more effective. So from time to time, the nice thing about my hairstyle is that if I take the pick, I can just, I can literally stick it to the side of my head. If like I have to play with my fingers <laughs> for a minute and slap, I can literally take the pick and stick it to the side of my head and do what I got to do and just grab it off the side of my head.
0: That's hilarious. That's I, I yeah. never, I didn't even think that that would work. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was something I developed
1: <laughs> a long time ago, being an idiot. <laughs> just sticking, so. just sticking the pick on your bald head. Oh my God. There's a, there's a picture of me out there somewhere where like I, I, and this was years and years ago, again, before breaking Benjamin, where I like took, I had like a bag of picks and I just wanted to see how many I could get to stick to my head without them falling off. And I had, and somebody took a picture of me with all these picks stuck on my head.
0: (laughs) Now, as, as, as a guest of the show, for some reason, I don't know why this is like a thing I always do. But I, I see you're sipping on something right there. I'm always curious what beverages people are drinking. I only drink
1: coffee and water. That's, that's it. it. So I just have. So I got water in my little Yeti cup here, and that's. Uh, yeah, And that's. I'm super boring.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't think <laughs> you're boring. It's no. Healthy. When it comes. No.
1: When it comes to it, like. When it comes to that stuff. That the was. Yeah. It was kind of like out of a, that was a thing that was out of necessity. I, that was again, a couple years ago, it was, I used to be much, much heavier than I am now. And, uh, and when I was heavier, I had a big problem with acid reflux Mm. and the, uh, the acid reflux was like to the point where it was affecting my singing voice. So there were like, so there were like parts of my voice that just weren't there. So I would have to use other parts of my voice to cover stuff. And it was, I was just, I was just hurting myself. So I ended up, I ended up cutting out alcohol and soda and pretty much just like all carbonation in general.
0: Mm.
1: And, um, and it took care of it. And eventually, you know, my vocal cords healed up
0: and now we're, now we're good. Yeah, well, I know you do a lot of singing live. Um, that was what, like you, like you and Keith. I feel like do a lot of a lot more vocals than people would would think live. That was the intention. Starting like
1: when we when we went out, like when the band came back together. That was that was really Ben's intention the whole time, and uh, when he first called me to do some acoustic shows back in 2010 when he called me, like he was, his main thing was, I'm going to do these, I'm going to do these acoustic shows and I'd really like for you to come sing with me. And I was like, okay, I'm down hundred percent, wherever, you know, wherever those shows are going to be, I'll be there. So, and that was, that was really what he wanted because he didn't, you know, there's a difference between someone who can sing backups and someone who is a singer yeah so i've you know i performed uh i was doing solo acoustic shows for years and years and years uh as like my full-time job before uh before breaking benjamin and keith had fronted his own bands that were Mm -hmm. very successful and uh that was and keith's voice is what really had stuck out to Ben because he was like, when we first started playing together, it was just me and him. Mm -hmm. And we were, you know, it was like, well, the band's going to come back eventually in, you know, in whatever form. Yeah. And we are like, cool. That that's, I was like, that's awesome. And he's like, and he actually accepted my input And like wanted my input through the process of bringing the people into the band because he wanted to build it as he wanted to build it as a band where it was like all people who were like friends and respected each other and were able to have conversations, you know, that's like. So that way, if there ever is an issue and with bands, there's always going to be dumb stuff that comes up. You want to be in that position with people that you're comfortable having a conversation with. And you know that like people aren't going to think that you're out to get them or like you have any, like, so the, it built from that. And with Keith, Ben was like, there's this guy in Adelita's way and he's really great. And I think that he would be awesome, but I don't think he'll do it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, "Did you call Jason? Because we need a, we need another guitar player." You know, did you call Jason? He's like, "Yeah, I called Jason, and Jason told me no too." I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, no." So finally, I was like, "Nope, you call him back." So I think it was like it was like the third or fourth time we finally got Jason to come out because Jason didn't want to go around. Jason didn't want to tour anymore. Yeah, and we kind of had to explain to him uh, that it was like, look, no one wants to tour touring sucks so we're going to do it together so that it doesn't and then it'll, <laughs> and then it'll be fun
0: and we'll yeah. have fun
1: and he was like okay he's like I'll try it and Jason and Keith already had a relationship as well and Keith had at this point left Adelita's way and he was like yeah sure and then we ended up uh, having Keith and Jason come in to like audition, audition? yeah <laughs> Quotey fingers audition. Air quotes, yeah, yeah, air quotes. So they came in, and they actually came in together. Um, and it was just like, and yeah, just from that first time that we played together, it
0: was like, okay, yeah, this is it. We're done. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. And so was uh, when did when did Sean come in the fold? Was that around? So the same Sean, time? so Sean was before. Sean was before that.
1: Oh, okay. So you guys yeah. already had a drummer? Yeah, we already had a drummer for a while. It was just me and Ben playing in his basement, and we'd like pull up the albums, like the actual original recordings of the albums, and just open the Pro Tools sessions and mute the parts that we were playing, and mm. just have the and have the rest of the album like coming through, uh, through like a PA system, and we were just playing along to that. that's actually how I just kind of
0: jamming that's how I get ready for bad wolves tours is I open up I open up all I open up the stems and uh, I mute the bass and yeah it's great yeah so that was you know that was fun and we looked
1: for a drummer for a while and then um and then we ended up we ended up thinking about Sean and watching some uh so we were like watching some YouTube videos and Ben was like, this might be the guy. So he, uh, so he reached out to one of our, uh, one of our good friends, Dan Corniff, cause he had done some work at Dan's, uh, he had done some recording work with Dan. So he reached out to Dan to see if he could get in touch with him and he was able to, and he made us a video of him playing natural life. And, uh, I was like, okay, let's, bring him in and try it out and we brought him in and uh we'd like throw shit at him and be like hey (laughs) want you to try this and then try this and then try this and just to see how comfortable he was at hearing a part like hearing a part and then being able to play it and then being able to repeat it and it was because that's hard like that's super super hard to do yeah and uh and he was And he did great, so it was like, okay, this is this is this guy, one down, (laughs) one One down, down. go, yeah. And we actually started recording like the Dark Before Dawn album, like we started recording that as a three-piece band. Jesus, yeah. So like, uh, I can't remember which songs it was. Was it? I think it was hollow and angels fall. I think those are the only two that were, that were like done, done before Keith and Jason came in. And then when we got to do vocals going, bringing us back around to vocals. It was awesome. Cause it was like me, Ben and Keith and we're, you know, we'd go over, we'd go over parts and be like, okay, you sing it. And then it's like, okay, you sing this. And it's like, I'd try something and I'd be like, uh, I don't know if I love how my voice sounds doing that. Keith, should, Keith, you sing that. And it was it was cool.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I definitely uh, like. appreciate you guys' live show is just like, you know, you, Ben and Keith, like you said, are, you know, are singers. You're not just backup singers like me. I'm a backup singer, you know? <laughs> Um, I don't know about it. (laughs) But like all you guys and you guys have a little medley that you do sometimes in the middle of your set and it's, you know, covers and and like all three of you guys are doing different parts. And I'm just like, damn, all these motherfuckers in this band just sing and play good and sound good. And (laughs) we try, you know, we practiced a lot.
1: And when we go, when the world is ready for it, we're going to have to practice a lot again. Yeah, and we'll be happy to do it because it's, um, I think that at least for me, knowing the situation that I'm in and the caliber of the people that I'm singing with, you know, I know that. Ben's going to do everything he can to be as prepared as possible. And I know that Keith is going to do everything that he can to be as prepared as possible. So that makes it easier for me to focus on what I have to do. Cause I know that I'm just going to go in and my homies are going to kill it. And if I don't go in and kill it, they're going to be like, and rightly so they would look at me like, dude, what are you doing? So (laughs) I just, you know, I make sure that I have, my stuff ready and they make sure they have their stuff ready and when we do get together it usually comes together pretty quickly so and we'll like even like before shows we'll if there's parts that we're not confident you know we'll just sit there in the dressing room and sing to each other and it's uh and it's cool and the other thing that's cool about it is like if somebody's sick like if so because it happens when you're on tour people get sick and you know unlike strings you can't just you know you can't just change your vocal cords when they start sounding not great
0: yeah. you know
1: <laughs> so when somebody's sick if there's a part where somebody's like hey i can't you know this doesn't meet the standard of what i want it to sound like or you know i feel like my voice isn't sounding great or i feel like i you know i can't do a certain part we have the ability to go between each other and be like, okay, well let's shuffle the parts around so that you can have an easier part to sing in this part until you're feeling better. And, you know, nothing has to, you know, we don't have to like change any of the songs in the set. We don't have to like swap anything around. We can, it's like, a uh, kind of next man up mentality.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And it's great to have that for, you know, cause I'm, I'm definitely a notorious getting sick guy on tour. I don't know Dude why. it happens. <laughs> Dude
1: it happens. Well you're a notorious getting sick guy cuz you're the homie. Like you're the homie. You're the one that's always like you go and hang out <laughs> with everybody. Yeah. So well, it's like uh... you're in every so if you so you're the one that's most likely to be around the people who are sick.
0: Yeah. Well uh when you were t- when you're talking to J- what talking about Jason coming in the band he's and you were saying that he's like you know he didn't want to tour, and you're know, like, touring sucks. At least we can do it together and make it fun. And that's one thing I've I've said it a few times on the podcast. But anytime anyone asks me like, who are my favorite bands to tour with? Breaking Benjamin is always a part of that, like real high up on the list. You Why? Know? Thank you, buddy. <laughs> like I don't Why, know. Thank- there's just there's always a vibe, you know. Like you know, you guys are always are down to chill and hang out, and it doesn't have to be like boozing or anything like that it's just you know just hanging out having a good time you know oh uh, yeah i won't i won't i won't name the game that you know sometimes gets played and uh... dude no we're <laughs> professionals you know we're professionals um, but sometimes uh, hey sometimes you like invent you have to you have to invent things to occupy your time i just so. don't want anybody to steal the idea from you guys that's it yeah oh no no no
1: yeah for <laughs> sure but it's um it's like we have a uh when you, when you're on tour everybody gets to see the part that's great yeah like whatever your however long your set time is like whether you're whether you're playing for a half hour or you're playing for 2 hours like that's your time that's yeah. the time of the day that you're just waiting to get to yeah and on a lot of these shows like most most of the time you know you're sitting around doing pretty much nothing mm-hmm. for most of the day. Yeah. And that's, that's just how touring is. That's the, that's the nature of it. You're, you're in the back area of these places and it's not like there's a whole lot to do back there. Cause there's not.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so that part of it can really suck. And like, that's the part where you're like, man, you know, I miss my family. You know, yeah, I wish I was doing this. I wish I was doing that. But then for those, you know, for that hour and a half, two hours a day that we actually get to go out and do our thing, it's like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have all that downtime and it's filled by people that you don't necessarily like to be around, that can make it real bad. Oh so, yeah. I know all so about it that. Is, so it's, our goal to not make it that way yeah because it because then everybody's miserable and the tour sucks and nobody wants that so we try to do our best to make sure that you know everybody's just there having a good time enjoying what they're doing and Also, if you're going out to play that show for those people and you're going out there and you had a shitty day and you're in a bad mood and you don't want to be there, that's not fair to the people that saved up all the money for those tickets. Yeah, they don't care. Got got babysitters, you know, every night when you go out and play, that's like, that's the biggest night of someone's year. Someone who's out there, that's the most important thing to them that they're going to do that year is go to that show that night. So you owe it to them to be
0: on your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I I've, I've talked about that a lot because um that was actually one piece of advice my the first guitar player in the first touring band I was ever in, Chris Haworth from in this moment. Okay. Uh, I was uh I was sick and it was the first time I'd ever been sick on tour and I was like I had a really bad flu. Like I, I hadn't, I hadn't been this sick and I don't even know how long. And it was on my first, first tour ever was a winter tour. And, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, like, you know, I'm just not feeling good. And he's like, you know, they, they don't care. Like, it's not that they don't care about you. It's like, we're the headlining act. He's like, if you got to go out there and feel like shit, just try not to look like you feel like shit. Cause he was yeah. like, you know, I a couple shows I was moping around on stage and
1: dude, you within this moment you can get away with that shit though, because you have like well, there's now so they much, have masks. Dude, but no, there's like so much happening on that stage. And like there's just We
0: didn't have that level of production. Oh, yeah, we, that's were true. Still, that's we were still true, yeah. we were still we were still like a true. metal band. It was just yeah. the five of us on stage. There wasn't yeah. dancers okay. and light yeah. shows and fucking you know, all, all all the sick stuff. We were still, you know, we were still like a, a metal band with just the five of us on stage. No masks, no nothing. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, no then I, yeah, then I get you. I see what you're saying. But yeah, he basically just said, you know, th- this is, this is what you're here to do. It doesn't matter what you do for the rest of the day. He's like, I don't give a fuck if you sleep all day. I don't yeah, give no. a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you do. But he's like, when it's showtime, it's go time yeah and and that's kind of how i've always i've always felt about it it doesn't matter like you know even even when we did that little short run with you guys in uh, I think it was like April or yeah April or may of twenty nineteen uh was we were out with you guys for like four shows, i think uh us oh yeah, it was like the very end of the tour, yeah, yeah, and we like hopped on that. hopped on for four shows and I had pulled my back out like a couple of a couple shows that we had did right before that, oh yeah,
1: I remember. <laughs> I remember
0: I, I, I did my best to nurse you back to health in the dressing room. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you, 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 you like some guy brought an inversion table cause you asked, asked for one for me and you know, uh-huh. uh, you know, yep. yeah, you, you helped, you helped nurse my poor ass back to health. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, that's important. That's important. But it, it it's always cool because I feel like with with not only with the guys in your band, I have like a, a good rapport and, and and decent relationship with, but it's like your crew as well. It's like not only are the guys in the band great, you know. Uh-huh. Oh but yeah. it's like, you know, Cowboy, Jerome, fucking Riff Lord, Rich Vargo, um Dude, you know, our, all, all your crew.
1: Cr- they are Terry. We- I mean, we are 100% just a big traveling family and we all have fun together. Like we will go out on, on days off. I don't know if it's a normal thing in in the, in the industry these days or not, but like on our days off, we'll go out as a giant crew and go take over like our, I remember we had the one year we had thanksgiving off and we were in um we were in i think it was sioux falls south dakota and we went and we took over in applebee's on thanksgiving and that was amazing that was so (laughs) much fun but yeah we'll all go look around and we'll be like oh well what restaurants here and we'll just get on the group text and be like okay dinners at this time whoever can make it this is when we're leaving everybody be in the lobby So, but again, that's another thing where you're going to be out for however long, whether it's six weeks, some of our tours, like some of our last tours have been like 12 weeks and that's a long time to be out. Yeah, it is. So being that comes down to, you know, just being around people that you want to be around and rich and <laughs> cowboy, they are so good at what they do. And since we brought, um, We brought Shane in as uh, as Sean's drum tech, and he's absolutely awesome too. Um, And then just Brian out at front of house, Jerome, yeah, and like you said, Terry (laughs) and Yoshi. Like every tour needs a Terry and a Yoshi because they just have they have everything so dialed. Like you know the day's going to run smooth because Jerome's going to make sure. That everything's handled that needs to be handled because that dude is just rock solid and his attention to detail is like beyond reproach. He's just so great and he's so good at like just standing there and taking shit and just being like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh Uh uh-huh and like not freaking out and not freaking out. dude i couldn't do his job i couldn't do it because he deals with the most ridiculous shit every day every day he deals with the dumbest shit i would not be able to take it yeah but he just does it with a smile and he's so great yeah so uh, i i don't even know how he does it and he insulates the band from any drama that ever happens so like he could, the world could be on fire Uh and we'd just be kind of walking around like, yeah, everything's fine. (laughs) Nothing's wrong. And and Jerome would be talking to us like, no, no, we're good. We're good. Cause he's got it under control. Yeah. You know, and then anything that we could ever possibly need on tour to keep it like a home environment. Yeah. Yoshi and
0: Terry have, Oh yeah. Handled, you know, I mean, So it's like, like I, you know, I I've been on your guys' bus a few times and there's always, you know, like little knickknacks and pillows and you know, everything is like always organized up in the front lounge, you know, oh, with yeah. Snacks and beverages yeah, t- and
1: yeah, Terry's our quality of life coordinator is what we call him. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten he's got 90 jobs on the tour, and the only one that he doesn't get paid for is the most important one, which is his job as quality of life coordinator. <laughs>
0: Well, because like going back, going back to what I was saying was, you know, like if like you're not feeling good, like I can go hang out with Keith. If Keith's not feeling good, I'll go hang out with Jerome. If Jerome doesn't feel like, I'll go hang out with Terry. Like I literally have a laundry list of motherfuckers in your crew, dude. Everybody's awesome. The only person that
1: you can't hang out with is Cowboy because like as soon as that truck is packed, Cowboy's going to bed. Yeah, because he's gonna be up. He's gonna be up at the crack first thing. And uh, dude, that's you know what I miss. Like you think about the things that you miss on tour
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I miss waking up in the morning. Cause I have, I have, uh, I have kids and my mm-hmm. son's, my son's he, younger. He
0: was, he was peeking behind you. All yeah, he night. was. My boy was just peeking. <laughs> he just turned,
1: he, he just turned 10 last week. So like when I'm home, I do the dad stuff. Like I wake up yeah. in the morning with him, I get him ready for school. I get him breakfast and I take him out. So when I'm on tour, I try not to fall into the all too easy habit of, staying up until 5 a.m. and sleeping until like one or two
0: yeah Try- it's real easy to get into especially if you're so, it dude it, not <laughs> even if you're just like hanging
1: out and it's like you're traveling all over the country so you're going through different time zones and the time is changing and stuff and just trying to keep myself on some kind of reasonably close to home sleep schedule mm-hmm. is very difficult but like the thing that i miss the most is waking up in the morning and sending Cowboy a text and being like, dude, you ready to go to breakfast? And just having breakfast with, uh, with my friend every morning, you know, I could call Cowboy. Cowboy is, uh, for those that don't know, he's the tech on stage left for me and Jason, he handles all of our guitars and he handles all of our equipment and he is an absolute wizard when it comes to anything relating to guitars or amplifiers you know, when Jason got all of his fenders, like he switched to Fender guitars, he got all of those guitars in and Cowboy completely tore them all apart, Frankensteined the shit out of all of them and made them amazing. So, and then, and Rich on the other side, who handles Ben and Keith's guitars is equally great. Our our crew works so
0: well together. It's just, I, I miss yeah. them all so yeah. much. I I do too. Like every morning I remember because Rich Rich would either text me or if I see him, he'd always be like, hey man, do you guys get any more of those purple monsters? So every every morning I would try, if I woke up early enough, I'd make sure I had an ice cold purple monster for Rich. Nice. And I would go over and bug Cowboy, ask him about fucking ridiculous shit that like doesn't even make sense, but he'd make it make sense for me. Of course he would. (laughs) Of course he would. Yep. Rich would get up in the
1: morning. And first thing Vargo does when he gets up in the morning is he grabs his phone, looks to see where the nearest Starbucks is, and starts walking. Doesn't matter. He'll just, like, go out, walk a mile and a half to Starbucks, and then back. Yeah. And that'll be how Rich starts his day. So, <laughs> well, and then he'll cut. Getting
0: co- your steps in, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, a, a, <laughs> a tech on a shed show isn't going to get enough steps in over the course of the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good God Yeah, I mean, you know I, I There's definitely a few things I miss And, you know, with everything that's kind of been going on In our camp, I'm a little uh, uh, Anxious, nervous You know, because not only are we Coming out with our third record But, you know, we lost our front man You're
1: going through a transition for sure Yeah,
0: so, and I, I, I've mentioned this On the podcast before, is I feel like um, The third album Is, I feel like, super important To a new band because it's like you've kind of taken all the mistakes that you've learned on your first record and your second record, and you found all your strong points from the first record and the second record. And hopefully, you know, the third album is better than both of those. And So you here's, can...
1: yeah, here's where you're at. Here's where you're at right now with that. So you guys have, because of the change that you guys are making um, and what you're going through, You guys have more pressure on you. Sorry to throw that out there, but you already know that. Uh, You guys have more pressure on you because a regular band going into their third album, you're like, okay, so this album just needs to at least meet what we did last time. Yeah. Whereas you're in a situation where it's like, your album has to be better. Like, it has to be exponentially better Mm -hmm. than your last album. And even if that's the case, there's still a high probability that it's going to underperform that second album. So it's like, it's a tough situation, which another one of both of our favorite bands to tour with, Three Days Grace, can tell you all about what it's like to go through that process. And it's not like, you know, it's not like they replaced Adam with somebody who's not great. Yeah, but it's just different, and they're replace. You know, so yeah.
0: yeah,
1: it's a there's so there's some pressure there. Yeah. No, However,
0: I, I, I feel like you guys are definitely up to it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 been kind of like a stressful situation for me just because you know, like. Like, we don't have a singer right now. Like, I'm not holding, withholding information. Like, yeah, we no. don't have a singer, you know? And I, I've kept in contact with with Brad and uh, with Brad, Neil and Barry. And I mean, fuck, even Matt from, yeah. from Three Days Grace. And, you know, and Matt's even told me, he's like, it's hard being the new guy when you're the singer. You know, I mean, he's like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, he's like, there's still people shit talking to me fucking however many years later, you know? Uh huh. Oh yeah. And they're always, and they're always will be. Yeah. They're always will be,
1: you know, and I have, I mean, we're in, we're in a situation where with my band, you know, me, Jason, Keith, and Sean, we replaced people that the fans of this band loved. So I'm sure that there are still people out there who are like, Oh, well, you know, he's you know well fuck that guy he's not mark yeah which and there always will be and that's okay that's all right that's all right because as it turns out i am not mark (laughs) um so but yeah i mean who is who who is awesome yeah mark is so great so and he was at he was at a show on the the tour we did with uh three days grace so, because he's he's been friends with them since they did their. I mean, they toured together on what was it, Phobia? They toured. They toured together on Phobia for like almost two and a half years. Jesus. That break. That Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, Grace co-headlining tour went on for. It went on forever. All right. Yeah.
0: I say. Okay. I say when the world opens up. Yeah. We get. <clears throat> we get Breaking Ben, Three uh-huh. Days, and the Bad Boys. And we okay. Just, hey, we just dude, do arenas. Dude, i We got to get a Coldy Boy reunion tour. Dude, I'm I'm down
1: <laughs> for any tour ever, whenever I do. Uh, you know what? There's there's one band that I do want to add to that because I have been giving, because um, I've been giving Eric and Dylan from this band shit for a long time. Yeah. Because every time I ask them, they do They're like, oh, they're like, oh, well, we're we were going here, or we're already we're already going here, we're going there. I'm like, shut up and come tour with us, and that's I Prevail. I think oh. you, throw I, you throw I Prevail on that tour too. We'll figure it out, I don't care. We can draw names out of a hat, I'll play first. Is we, If we can like have a tour again, if we could have a tour again, I'll play first, I don't care.
0: We we played one show with I Prevail in uh, at Pops. It was a, just a random one-off show. Okay. And it was literally Bad Wolves, I Prevail at Pops only, only ever one show. Like, oh, okay. and it was like, like, you know, when you do like the first show with a band and you don't, you know, you don't really know anybody. And there's always yeah. that kind of like awkward, like stranger, everybody's just like, kind of
1: feeling each other
0: out. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't even have that. So I didn't even get to talk to anybody. You know, because yeah, it was one dude, show. T- that's tough going into that situation. It's <clears> tough <throat> because it's like, okay,
1: I don't want them to think that we're dicks. Yeah. And I really hope that they're not dicks. So we're just going to kind of tiptoe around and and be as cool as we can for just like the one day and nobody ends up talking to each other.
0: Yeah. And I honestly, I don't even remember who headlined that show, to be quite honest with you. It might have been I Prevail. So I think it was like, actually, all right, no. So it was our tour package. It was Diamante, From Ashes to New, Bad Wolves, I, I Prevail, but I don't remember where I Prevail was. I think we headlined... I don't remember. Okay. I, I yeah. don't remember. Like I said, it was it was it was it was real real weird, and it was one one show that happened randomly at Pops. But dude, uh, they're awesome. They're awesome and super cool guys. Good. I like to hear that. I don't. I I feel like touring dudes have like kind of figured out that if you're a dickhole, nobody wants to be around you, and you're not going to be on tours. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there still are dudes out there who suck. There. You know. There's always, as long as there's people, there will be assholes. Yeah. But I think more recently, I've come to notice that like, you know, like going on tour with you guys. And then, you know, I've kept up with you and Keith and, you know, I I get get excited every time, you know, I see you guys are coming to town if we're not on tour together and, you know, try to go visit, you know, with you boys or like, you know, three days grace. Like they took us, it was literally us in three days grace on a europe on a european tour and that was it Oof. were you guys in a bus or a van we were in a shitty bus there are no good buses over there
1: there aren't no. there the buses over there i mean there, people say there are good buses over there but there's there's <laughs> there's not
0: well this not, so all
1: because the roads are more narrow so yeah. the buses so the buses obviously have to be more narrow and they're and, and as you know well Tour buses over there are two floors. So they're double decker buses.
0: This one wasn't a double decker. It was a single decker. What? And there was like three bunks in the like the front lounge, like right next to like this little stairs to go down to the bathroom. Oh no. Which always smelled like piss. Well yeah, they all because they're not allowed to use
1: the chemicals to make the toilet not smell like piss over there. Yeah. because because they 'cause they're like worried about the environment or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh It was either extremely too hot or freezing. There was never an in between. Dude, I would have
1: taken freezing because our buses, uh, my experience with European tour buses has always been so they're double, our buses were always the double decker buses. So Mm -hmm. the downstairs is like five little tables with two chairs on each side of it. Mm -hmm. And then there's, um, and then there's like the little galley area where the best part about a European tour bus is the coffee maker. That's on it. Oh yeah. Cause it has like, cause brand. it has like, cause it has like the grounds in the top and you press the button and it makes your it like grinds your coffee and makes it like fresh for you right there. And it's so good. It is so good. Um, and then you go upstairs and there's like a little back lounge upstairs and there's, all the bunks in the bunk hall and it like takes up the whole bus is all these bunks. So there's like 15 bunks upstairs or something. Yeah. And, and there's like
0: 16 to 18, uh, 16 to 19.
1: And there's like a cargo net that you have to like seat belt up. And so you don't, cause like in America, they don't care if you roll out of the bunk, there's like a curtain, you pull your curtain closed so that people you know, keeps the light out of your bunk. People can't like fuck with you while you're sleeping or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in our buses, there's like a there was like this big cargo net that you had to seat belt to the roof of the bunk. So that, that in case like the bus swerved or whatever, so you wouldn't like roll out of the bunk. Huh. Dude, the mattresses suck, the pillows suck, the air conditioning. <laughs> the air conditioning just didn't work. You couldn't get it under like uh you couldn't get it under like 75 degrees in the bus. Oh. It's just, it just like kinda so it's like you're not like hot. You're like hot but you're just like no blanket i'm not
0: sleeping yeah. with a blanket tonight no you're just or like pants.
1: yeah it's like <laughs> we had to go get these like you go to truck stops and you find these little treasures for your bunk like these little uh there were usb fans so it's oh, like a little yeah, tiny yeah. fan that plug that plugs into a usb port yeah. so you had to get your a ad- so you had to get like this big ass European adapter to plug into the power thing that's in the bunk. Mm-hmm. And that it's dude, there's so much science going on inside your bunk to make <laughs> and there's it. Like to a, just,
0: there's like light switches in your bunk. Too, yeah. Sometimes just, like... just to
1: make shit function. And it's like, what's happening. What's happening. Why, why, why can't I just like have a power outlet here where I can just plug my shit in. It's like on, on our standard bus. It's great. Cause I have two power outlets in my bunk the power the each power outlet has two usb ports on it so like Mm. i can plug i can plug my phone into charge i can plug my i i wear an apple watch so i can plug my watch into charge i can like watch i can watch my ipad in there and stuff it's like it's it's really really nice and and it's also cold as hell yeah in our in our bus all the time we keep it like 60 degrees on our bus all the
0: time yeah it keeps it keeps that it keeps that bus aids away yeah man you can't be getting that bus crud you yeah. can't do it yeah and it's it's so funny, just like like the small small to major differences from touring in the u s to like you know europe europe and the u k uh and just like you know like you said having those weird outlets that fucking yeah. nothing fits in. Sometimes you have switches, you have the safety net, but then there's yeah. also like, we just did arenas for the first time in, yeah. in, in January of last year with death punch and Megadeth, mm-hmm. And like, even the arenas, everything is just different. Everything is like in America. It's like mo- a lot of arenas are like, have been like retrofitted so they can have a lot of stuff. Some of them have had construction yeah. in the more recent years. Like yeah. I swear to God, the Romans fought in these arenas. That we oh no, we yeah. in
1: <laughs> No, no, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. They're the yeah. It's like the little differences in Europe. It's like ice and air conditioning, mm-hmm. especially air conditioning. Jesus, dude, I I need those two things. I need them, and they just because <laughs> I'm. You know, I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to being hot. Yeah, I, just I am to be, too. I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to be super, super hot. Now it's like know, on stage is fine. On stage yeah. is fine for that two hours. I'll go out there and sweat my ass off. But yeah. I'm not. I like. I don't know how people stand out there all day. I don't know how they. Do. <laughs> Especially how they when we do were it. doing
0: the sheds in the
1: summertime. God, yeah, it's like there's the, yeah in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. It's so hot there and um everywhere in Texas dude Dallas and Houston so 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 bad like I think it was I think it was like 103 the last time we played at uh at Dos Equis Pavilion in Dallas and then the Cynthia Woods Pavilion in uh in Houston like we had um it was like 100 degrees when we played there too that place though that place though has uh they actually have air conditioners built into the stage. Oh, I think I actually remember that. So you can kind of go like hang out towards the back. And we bring in like we bring in air conditioning for the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, like
0: we ain't trying to nobody's trying to fall over from heat stroke. Now, I know you guys don't get over overseas much, you know, um, but when the world opens up, has there been any sort of talk of possibly possibly you know we i i
1: think that like we were the i think 2021 was gonna be the year that we were gonna go back mm. and uh yeah so i don't know that that's i don't i don't i don't see us going back over there this year yeah definitely. but yeah we're true. definitely gonna go back again because
0: um, like you guys have only been there like
1: once right Twice, twice. Okay, twice, twice. So, but it's just yeah, it's it's awesome. I feel like it's awesome. You know, because the fan, just the fan experience there, is so much different. I feel like sorry. Go ahead. The way the way Europeans receive music. Oh yeah, is so much different from the way it is over here, and it's
0: (laughs) crazy. It is crazy. They're genuinely, like, I don't know. They're just super stoked in general a little bit. Yeah. A little bit more over there, you know? Yeah. Yep. They really are. Maybe
1: it's because they're hot and sweaty all the time and they don't have ice cubes. (laughs) I don't know, but (laughs) I don't know. There's something. There's something going on over there. Yeah. We've
0: We've been tamed by ice and air conditioning in America. I feel like with Bad Wolves... It's almost like uh, we've been trying before, you know, the world shut down. uh, We've been trying to build our presence over there. So I feel like since we started touring, it's a necessity that we are there like two or three times a year.
1: Yeah, it's, you know. It's very much a thing where there's parts of there's parts of Europe where people know who Breaking Benjamin is. There's parts where they don't. And you can definitely, you know, so there are, there are areas over there where, you know, we're still trying to build Yeah. Europe, which, you know, we want to be able to do. Yeah. So like we did um, the last time we were there, we ended the tour by doing a couple shows with Volbeat. Mm, okay. And they were like, they were like hometown shows for Volbeat so it's like these 40,000 person indoor soccer stadiums Jesus Christ like I was like what and we went out there and played and you know we have like the uh we have like the sing-along we try to we try to make our we try to make our shows as much of like a fan experience you know it's kind of a cliche thing we're a fan-driven band well we are yeah so we try to have you know as many places for the fans to like sing along with us as possible. And it was apparent real early on that that night wasn't going to be one of those nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had those nights too.
0: Cause it's like, these people don't know who we are. So, <laughs> I, I will say though, dude, like uh, the times that we've toured with, with you guys, I think it's been, I think we toured like two or three, maybe four times together, three or four um like you guys opening with red cold river is just like the heatiest move in my opinion for some reason it
1: was you know we had been opening
0: with so cold Mm -hmm.
1: for a long time just because it has a cool intro it's immediately it's something that you can immediately identify and it's like okay the show's starting now so and we wanted to try something different So we're like, okay, well, Jason and Keith started doing this like really cool, kind of moody thing with their, uh, with all the effects that they have on their, on their fractals. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they, you know, kind of started with that. And then, you know, we just like, well, what if we, what if we started with Red Cold River? And just the first, which sounds awesome. But then as I figured out, The very first time we ever did it, uh, literally the first thing that I have to do during the show is like, just scream my face off. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I told you, you bring me up there. There. I don't need to warm up up. for that.
0: I don't warm up for that shit. Just let me come up there. I'll do the screams and you can do the red coal river behind me or Ben can do. Dude, (laughs) dude, that's the thing I'm worried about right now. That's because like I've, I've been off for so long that my voice is all healed and pretty. Yeah, and, you know, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start beating it up. Luckily, you know, I've been going in and out of the studio. I've been doing vocals on uh, some of the newer Bad Wolves tracks, and because John, John figured out pretty quickly. He's like, he's like, damn, you got a really brutal scream. Um yeah. Every every everything else is is whatever, but he's like, that's one thing. And I remember going in and doing some vocals with Doc not too long ago, and uh, I did the parts that they wanted me to have, like you know, backup screams in, and yeah. Uh, and doc he, i i go and he goes you're done already and i was like yeah yeah he's like look at you fucking 2 take tony yeah well you know <laughs> that's one thing I, I do find myself a little bit more proficient at and i i have i haven't been um focusing on my clean singing cuz i i started getting lessons from my from my former singer who's like a really great teacher he's a really great singer um and i haven't been doing my my lessons for singing but like once I'm really good under pressure. So once, yeah. once they're like, Hey, we got a tour in a couple months, I'm going to be like fucking doing all my vocal yeah. exercises. <laughs> but and...
1: Every, every scream in any breaking Benjamin song is actually screamed to a specific key note. Like, Tonal so scream. you have, so you, so you have to scream to your correct note. And there's actually on Ember, there are songs like, uh, like blood and, uh, feed the wolf like there are there are harmonized screams on those songs <laughs> so it's like all right scream this note then scream this note then scream this note so it's like
0: jesus that's like jesus.
1: shit so that's the hardest part like you can i could just go out and just scream no problem that's yeah fine, fair but, enough fair enough but screaming at certain notes you're screaming like, the key my, yeah. my voice doesn't want to cooperate with some of them until i beat it up so yeah. and that and the note for run
0: is one of those spots where it's like you better break that in boy. <laughs> so in the beginning of the podcast you told me that you've been doing some some Twitch streaming. Where can where can people find you online and where can they watch your your twitchings?
1: Oh, okay. Uh so every as as you know um everyone in the Breaking Benjamin camp if you ever go on a like tour with Terry for like our VIP packages or whatever, uh, you'll see that there is no gear anywhere that has the name Aaron on it. Yeah. So there, so everybody calls me Dickie Why? and that, that well, that stems back from video games. Oh. So yeah. So you can find my Twitch. It is Dickie Mo D I K Y M O. So it's twitch.tv slash so and the links to those are on my Instagram and my Twitter and
0: stuff too. What's your What's your Instagram and Twitter's?
1: My Instagram is Aaron Brooke. and then my Twitter is Aaron underscore Brook, and that's B R U C H.
0: Yeah, and my but, phone. Calls by the way, the like,
1: yeah, of course it does, dude. You should see when I tell my phone to call Jason, it says, "Calling Jessen Rouge." <laughs> Calling Jessen
0: Roosh. Okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know. uh, we we have a fr- uh, one of our buddies Max, who's like kind of like the unofficial sixth member of Bad Wolves. Uh, his last name's Karen, but it's spelled with a K- with it's K A R O N. And so uh, anytime I tell my phone to call, it says now calling Max Karan, and I'm like Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's you know me. Jason and I have
1: both had our last names mispronounced for a very very long time and it's you know it was one of those things where when we start, we started it was actually i had a this is funny because i had a conversation with ben way back then when we were like working on putting out dark before dawn and doing like the band announcements and stuff and he was like so dude if you ever wanted to like have your last name like, have, like, a stage name be something different than, like, your last name. Now would be the time to do it. And I was like, no, nah, they'll, they, they'll either figure it out or they won't. I've had my name mispronounced my whole life. They're not going to hurt my feelings. It's fine. I mean, so.
0: dude, I I, I had Mike, Mike Kruger on the podcast from Nickelback. Everybody's been saying their last name wrong for decades. Everyone thinks it's Kroger. Yeah. It's Kruger. Yeah. You know. <laughs> He finally just now in 2020 and 2021 started correcting people.
1: <laughs> you get to the, you know you get to the, I'm just like yeah sure whatever. I like people like add letters though to mine like they'll it'll be like Aaron or they'll change they'll change letters. I get Aaron Branch a lot or what about, Aaron Brunch, What about Brunch. Brutch is a common one. Brush is a common one. Or they'll throw the N in there and uh, make it Aaron Brunch. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times like every time my name was in the paper as a kid for doing something like because you know like whether like something for school or something for any of the sports that i played it was like it would it would they would correct it to aaron brunch they'd be like oh well they must have like and i'm like you bitch, no <laughs> you piece of shit, no it's not my <laughs> it's not my name stop it so well. yeah it's aaron brooke yeah. And uh, yeah, on Twitter, on Twitter, it's Aaron underscore Brooke B R U C H because there's an account that has that somebody has the account with my name and they have like zero posts ever.
0: And you should try to buy it from them.
1: Twitter, Twitter won't give it to me. I'm like, Twitter, Twitter, won't give it to you. I'm like listen, Twitter, they're not using it, they're just <laughs> kind of sitting on it. Wait, then that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for me to like email them and be like, hey, I want your sell- name sell me this and i'm gonna be and i'm gonna be like no i'm not giving you money i'll just i'll i'll, I'll live with the
0: underscore
1: <laughs>
0: a-hole well aaron i really appreciate your time man you know i miss you guys like crazy and dude I'm, i miss you too i'm super glad that i was able to grab you and uh, put you put you on the pod and hopefully hopefully this year you know i'm really hoping that uh, we're still able to keep our dates in in july yeah we'll with, get to disturbed do something. and
1: uh that's right you guys were with disturbed and stained this year right wasn't that yeah, what that was supposed to, to be? happen
0: last year and uh, as far as I know nothing has changed you know um you know we, we talked to David not too long ago and he was like yeah as far as I'm concerned you guys are still on the tour and that's you we know, have a band. new singer you know when you get yeah. a new singer it's kind of it's almost like a new band so yeah. we wanted to make sure that you know they you know they were still happy so wanted that, yeah yeah, yeah that package yeah yeah so and so, <clears throat> as far as we know those dates are uh are still up in the air but yeah, uh, um, yeah for,
1: oh definitely so but before you let me go i'm looking at the back i'm looking at your background there
0: i see oh, that yeah, I, yeah. I see that i see that low-key playstation 5 flex going on <laughs> in the background I see that, see dude. That. I I was on uh, I was on GameStop and I had like two tabs open and I was just like going to like adding cart and like oh we couldn't and refresh add cart yep. refresh on all the different tabs. I just wanted the regular PS5 by itself because I got plenty of games that'll still work. Yeah, um, from the PS4 that I could play on the PS5, but I ended up getting the uh, the Spider Man bundle, the Miles Morales. bundle, oh, yeah. which was yep. like a PS5, another controller, the game. And a gift card to GameStop or whatever, and it's funny because they're like, "Oh, you'll save money on the bundle." What the, What it all added up to was six hundred and forty eight, six hundred and fifty two dollars, and I paid six forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, plus well, yeah. tax. Which yeah, you know. I had.
1: I got mine from uh, a web a website called Ant Online, which is like a <laughs> electronics store in Georgia. Mm-hmm and uh and same same deal where i ended up buying a bundle because the bundle made sense to me because they were all games that i was like well i want to play those games and it came with an extra and it
0: came with an extra controller so i was like yeah give me that that sounds fine so uh, i'm i'm super impressed man i've been um i was playing cyberpunk on it which it actually finally looks like a video game on the PS5. Um dude I'm I'm playing
1: Cyberpunk on this beast of a computer that I have and when that first came out it was still it was unplayable on my ridiculous PC which it, for people who have anything to do with PC gaming I have a uh, I have a Nvidia RTX 3090 in oh, this fuck. thing which is a stupid graphics card that's like the best and one out right now is it It's dumb this comp- the yeah the computer's <clears throat> a complete overkill for anything that I could ever possibly put it through and uh, and Cyberpunk was just a
0: crashing mess for yeah. weeks, and I'm, it's
1: finally at the point now where I can play it.
0: Yeah, well, when I was playing on a base PS4 when it first came out. There was like oh, extra loadings no. popping in. Like, dude, oh hell no! Uh-uh. The, some of the NPCs look like like they looked better on Goldeneye N64 than they did yeah. in in Cyberpunk. Yeah. And the, but it, it runs it runs really good on the PS5. There's still a little bit of a little bit of uh glitching here and there but as far as textures and draw distances and popping yeah. in yeah. it's down over 90%. So it's literally Good. it just you just that Good. game should have never been released for the PS4.
1: Did you uh did you grab the ultimate edition of Control for free last month with the PlayStation Plus thing?
0: Yes, I because did, but
1: I didn't want to play it with my with my base PS4. Play it on the PS5 with the controller it's the stuff that they have for the controller is so cool because it utilizes like the triggers and everything on all oh, the haptic goddamn, feedback triggers I got a, and shit I'm like such that. a
0: goddamn nerd I'm so sorry
1: but it's actually like,
0: <laughs> actually you want to know something funny um the actress who's the main character in Control Courtney Hope she yeah. goes to my gym Oh that's crazy that's yeah. really
1: cool That's yes. really
0: cool so I saw her and I was like I just got your video game Dude, just be. You What you need to do is you need to like walk in
1: with like a controller and be like, "Look, we're gonna make a viral TikTok right now," and you can just like control her walking around the gym with your control. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just spitballing ideas here. She, <laughs> she,
0: she is. Uh, her and she has another actress friend, a model friend that 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 I always kind of see them together. Like her and and her friend are seriously just the sweetest. Like, cause I'm kind of an awkward guy. Yeah, especially since when I found out that she was in a game because uh, I was st- I was going to the gym and then with her and then she came out with a game. I didn't know that she yeah. was like an actress or anything like that. And I was right, like, yeah. I I just fucking saw you in a in a video game commercial. She's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm an actress, and I was like, like, oh, okay. She's super nice considering how fucking awkward I am. I'm like, hey, uh, you're in a video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like pulling that that just that full on Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney
1: thing. Yeah, remember remember when you were in that game. That was awesome. Like, <laughs> god but yeah yeah so and final fantasy is the final fantasy seven remake is
0: the free game this month on ps5 so if you haven't played that that's your opportunity to play that too i got, I got this thing where it's like trying to give me all these games that i already have i don't I, I oh, know it's like the state of play or something oh the,
1: that's the plus collection so oh, like i can just so access has, those whenever yeah, you can just say, yeah, you can just like download them straight up and just be good. That's dope. So Dude, do this, is not an, this is not an ad, by the way. I i don't work for PlayStation and they're not paying Neither me. Neither do I. So, but but I, if I they did, d- I'd take their money.
0: Well, so. What really pissed me off is I was I waited a long time to get Just Cause 4 because I got Just Cause 3 for, for the PlayStation Network a, a few years back. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was trying to find just the cheapo standard edition of Just Cause 4. So I was like, I want to play it, but I'm not trying to pay full price to play it because I right, know exactly. I pretty much know what it's going to be. I bought the game literally the next month. It was on PSN for free.
1: Yeah, My, that happens. Full price. That, yeah. So there's in also, I mean, the one cool thing about PC gaming now is that I have because uh, I play on everything. I have a PlayStation and Xbox and a PC and the Xbox Game Pass is so great. And they have because there's so many games on there that are all awesome, mm-hmm. and then they also have a PC version of the Game Pass, so it's like I mean I don't even know what the hell is on here right now. It's it's dumb all the stuff that's on here. So I'm gonna <laughs> yeah I'm I'm currently playing Doom Eternal, on oh, nice. on that on that and that's fun, and I have Resident Evil Seven downloaded because there's a new Resident Evil coming out, so I guess I should play the last one, yeah. and I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna do that
0: on stream so that chat can make fun of me, for being. <laughs> For being scared, I don't. I don't like scary games, dude. Dude, I don't, pl- I don't like jump stairs, jump scares.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm playing. I'm playing Hitman on stream right now. Hitman Three. No, 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 no. I'm. I'm. I'm like Captain Backlog. I play games. I play old games because I. I have. I get all these games when they come out, and then I. Am so caught up in all the other stuff that I'm playing that I I'd never get around to it. So I'm playing the first Hitman that came out in like. 2016 for the i'm playing through it for the first time now on pc (laughs) and uh and it's great playing it because i don't know what i'm doing because i've never played the game before and chat has uh you know chat has all they you know there's all these people that have already played the game and they're like you're a moron you know they're (laughs) nice they're nicer to me than that but they're like like the other night I was, I was playing this thing and I could tell that the one dude in chat was getting frustrated. Cause like, I didn't know where I was going. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of walking around looking for stuff. And he's like, go outside and go behind the pool. Jesus Christ. I'm like, I'm like look, dude.
0: <laughs> I, I, so that's I, rem- the- I, I've been on I've been on a couple of your streams and every time you're every time I, I just so happen to to go on your stream You're always playing world of Warcraft and I don't Dude, know shit about that so game. I literally much, I literally put so a world of Warcraft. What the fuck is going on Aaron? Dude, I have no idea what's hey, going on.
1: Yeah, please I will gladly explain to you what I think I'm doing when that when that happens So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's fun, but I'm like an old guy So I'm not good at like first-person shooters and a lot of people are like oh i, I play cod yeah, or I, I play cod or i play escape from tarkov or i play like whatever and it's like those games look awesome i watch people play them and it looks awesome um and i try to play them and i am just straight garbage it's Same. like i'm so old so i'm
0: gonna like utilize That's why was a net runner build on cyberpunk is because my sh- my first person shooting is garbage that and just the
1: shooting in general in that game is not good no. like that that's it's not it's definitely not great so but yeah i'm gonna i i'm gonna take advantage of of some of my other streamer friends and be like hey you guys are gonna carry me in these games because i'm shit and uh <laughs> that's what that's what we're gonna do
0: well yeah. again if you want to find aaron on twitch it is twitch.tv forward slash dickie mo that's it and Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on his Twitter. He's a great dude. I love him very much. Aaron, again, thank you so much for your time. I hope to see you again soon. And for everybody listening, I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next Wednesday.